Could our suits be malfunctioning? Detmer, are your settings any different than ours? No, they're all the same. There's no reason I should be fine. This doesn't make any sense. Is there any chance? It could be the dust? There, there was a patch of ground, unstable. I recall sniffing through it just before the hallucinations began. It was filled with dust. Yes, and I, I knelt in it when I was treating you. And I touched it when I was examining the trichome. And I haven't come into direct contact with it. <sighs> okay. The hydrocarbons that you analyzed earlier, they weren't found in any of the Federation databases. So maybe our suits wouldn't know how to block them. An unknown substance could get through if structure was unusual enough. Here, let me recalibrate the programmable matter filtering system. There. So glad you were paying attention in those EV trainings. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Mike, how are you doing today? You look cold. I'm doing all right. You look cold and tired. I am. uh, It's a little chilly in the office, and yes, I am exhausted right now, but I'm here. I'm here. You've had a fun week at work. Yes, fun is not exactly what I would describe it as, but yes, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. I should say it's been a challenge. It's been challenging, challenging and uh, stretching my skills and abilities to new levels. So I do say because you've been doing a lot of troubleshooting at work, troubleshooting, I do find very draining. I, I find it to be fun when you figure it out, when you figure out the problem. But honestly, yes. it's, it's, and it's also one of the things where like, wait, it's been an hour and I've made no progress. I don't know if yeah. that happened to you, but yes. that happens to me all the time when I'm trying to troubleshoot shit. I'm like, wait, I've made no progress and it's been 60 minutes. I don't understand. And it's so frustrating. Well, for me, it's been three days and uh, I think maybe around 1130. So 48 hours after this whole thing started, this whole adventure, uh, it finally things started moving. But yeah, I had to, you know, I had to make some tough calls. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a huge challenge, but you're yeah. right. It is very like the troubleshooting. Yeah. My, my boss, I saw her on a call tonight really briefly and she's like, Mike Thurlow, there you are. Um, I haven't heard from you all day. And she's like, even though I've sent you emails <laughs> and I'm like, um, I've been at 
work setting this whole system up in the dungeon and, in the server room dungeon yeah and um yeah so uh yeah she and i will have a very interesting uh one-on-one -on -one tomorrow i'm sure um but i haven't let too much slip just a few things usually i'm super responsive on email and the fact that i haven't been probably is surprising to her but but is surprising um right and yeah so it'll, it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it, but it's just, yeah, you're right. It's been a, a very draining week trying to troubleshoot this whole system and we're making progress. And like you said, like I said before, I don't know, I'm 60, 70% of the way there. And mm -hmm. um, hopefully uh, the IT support that I have, I sent them an email and sent them some more information. So hopefully they can fix that before I even get there tomorrow. Because tomorrow I don't have a lot of time. Like I'm on my own with Hamish, and Hamish does not like being left alone. I can't bring him with me. So yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those where I got to get in, I got to get this stuff done, and I got to get out. So yeah. Does Hamish but, still have uh, separation anxiety? Yes, he does. Yes. Uh... I don't know what to do about it either. I mean, you know, so he's used to having you guys around maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. And for the most part, I will, would be around, you know, it's not like this is just a weird week where I'm mm -hmm. at work at, on location. Right. And Dennis is also at work. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Dennis was home today. Dennis was home on Monday, um, but yesterday and tomorrow it'll just be me. And so, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Dennis is watching Hamish through our camera, and he's like, he's whining. So he's texting me, he's whining. You know, when are you gonna go? Home? Well, you know, it's like, when are you gonna go home? You know, when like, how much longer are you gonna be there? When are you gonna go home and check on him? Like all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it was fine, but yes. Um, but he's always yeah, whiny. He is. Yeah, he's the whiny a whiny dog. More, yeah, he's a yeah, not over. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So just a lot going on this week. So I'm a little bit drained. I only just watched the teasers that came out today uh, a few hours ago. Right. So, so people the teaser, were talking about it in yes, Slack. The, the and I was like, for I have no... you go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was like, people are talking about it in Slack. And I was like, I have no time to watch a teaser trailer right now. Are you kidding me? Right. But yes. So what, go ahead. No, but I was going to say, so today Disney Plus came out with the teaser for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Paramount Plus came out with a teaser for Strange New Worlds. So there's a lot of Star Trek, Star Wars today. The The Obi-Wan Kenobi one was a little bit meatier. There's a little more. Um, meanwhile, I felt the, the Strange New Worlds one was definitely more teasery. Yeah. What? Um, when was the... It's more like the Picard teaser almost, right? The, a little like, bit. He... I mean, it's more like, you know, I would say the Obi-Wan Kenobi, you get kind of like a bit of a story, you know, you, you kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, sense. that you get. Yeah, you, yeah. You see some Inquisitors in there and you're like, ooh, you know, if you right. you haven't watched as much of the the Rebels and, and mm -hmm. all of that. But, uh, you know, I saw that and I was like, ooh, like they're bringing the Inquisitors on and that's exciting. And. Um, yeah, but the the strange new worlds is almost like showing us the vistas. Do you mm -hmm. remember the the 
closing credits of uh, the original series and how each was kind of a different planet or a different episode that had oh, like the no, I don't remember. Yeah. That. I feel like this was a lot like that where they were just showing you like each world, like the the what I, what used to be background paintings, but now are like 3D animated, you know, mm. real, you know, landscapes or whatever. But I felt like. Oh, just... I remember now. I remember closing credits for TOS. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember now. It's, it's so I feel like this was much like that in the sense of you're just seeing basically vistas of different planets. And then there, mm. there was this whole thing about like, I don't know. Did it seem like pike had gone away from starfleet that's the, the yeah it seemed like he's on a sabbatical basically and like in i don't know in north america somewhere like probably the midwest and he's like riding his horse and starfleet wants him back so that's how it that's a setup it you know that i sensed but who knows yeah maybe yeah, he kind so of got he's not it sounds it seems like he's a little depressed Maybe from the, maybe just a fallout from like the whole time crystal vision he got. Yeah, right. Yeah. Two of Discovery. So mm-hmm. maybe he's still wrestling with that, you know, but then at the end, he looks great. Yes. The end of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, the when he's looking out the windows of his quarters, right? Yeah. Or yeah. ready room or whatever it was. Looked, Whatever it is, looked, yeah, it fantastic. Well, the Enterprise really didn't have a ready room. That Enterprise didn't really have a ready room, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unless they add that in for this new version, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. I like the voiceover. That was neat. From uh, number one, right? Yes. Rebecca Romaine's voiceover. I thought that was good. Uh, we saw a back shot of. What looked like Spock without his I wasn't shirt sure. On. I wasn't sure about that. I would assume, but without a yeah. shirt on, I was like, okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But it was nice. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was, it was definitely a teaser. Yes. We're sure. less than two months out. So that's exciting. Yes. Oh, you know what's less than a month out? Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is less than a month out. We still haven't booked anything. We still need to talk yes, about that. Yes, you're right. We do yeah. need to talk about that. Yes, we are going. We're going. We're going. But we're dragging our feet for some reason. Yeah, I mean, life has been. Yes. And now, well, you sure. know, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah. N- now, now it's pretty much on, and you know, Bill and Dan are going, and it's pretty much on. But you know, I think for the longest time, I was kind of waiting for them to kind of pull the plug on it. Because they yeah, haven't things announced... are kind of like back, quote unquote, back to normal. So yeah, they are, which is great, and I'm excited about that. I just think that they they, I I'm I'm curious if they're having a hard time getting big name stars to go because a lot of a lot of the big names have kind of like. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Cocooned themselves in various places in the world. Um, and aren't really going out and being amongst people. So, you well, know, you have a lot of stars on the Star Trek cruise right now. But yeah, they're back. Yeah, <laughs> they, there were. Yeah, there were a bunch of stars from. Yeah, Discovery yeah. was yeah. big there. I don't know anything else. Nothing. 
All I saw were Discovery stars. Was there anybody else? Was, who else was there? No, missing? no, I didn't. I didn't look at the list. But I know a decent number of folks showed up. So I feel like they can get them on the Star Trek cruise. They can get them at. They can get them in Chicago. But who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we'll see. But that's um, very soon. Um. So yes, we we will be there. It's happening. But we need to book. We need book tickets. We do need to book. Oh, you know what? That's right. Tuesdays are supposed to be the best days for tickets, and I didn't have a chance to look at plane tickets on Tuesdays. Well, I'm sure tickets are also more expensive now because of the war in Ukraine. So, oh yeah, affecting affecting uh, fuel prices across the right. board. Oh right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, I'm sure it's going to be more expensive now, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, what other news was there? You had a few news items, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Star Trek uh, Picard wrapped up season three. Last yeah, they, season. I mean, and the show. I mean, yeah, they, the they wrapped up the show. Yeah. And so, it seems like at least on Twitter and Instagram, everyone's saying that it's pretty final. So it seemed like it was a little, they were a little bit like kind of leaving it open to more. But based upon the latest post, it sounds like it's pretty final. So, yeah, it's over, which I'm actually okay with. I feel Patrick Stewart is really old. I feel he's just real, you know, and this is not something we talked about last time, but we're going to talk about this time. I just feel that he's just more and more frail. I just like, I'm like, oh, you poor old man, you know? So I'm actually fine. Yeah, I mean, he's 81 now, 81-ish, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Any, uh, did you watch the interview with Will Wheaton on the ready room with him? I did not. Why? How was it? It was good. It was really good. Um, I, the one thing that I'm kind of unclear about, and I'm sure it was just kind of a, so when they, uh, you know, could it be a timing thing when they recorded it or whatever. So he mentioned that they had done back-to-back seasons. Uh-huh. Right. So they did 20 season, 20 episodes, or right. they were doing 20 episodes. The way that he phrased it, he said, we've done 20 episodes and we've got two more to go. So I don't know if that was just a miss like communication oh. or, or if when I heard it, I was like, oh, did they add a couple of episodes to season three? Oh, are the weird. are the seasons like 11 episodes now? What you know, hmm. but um it was probably just a miscommunication but i thought that was interesting um oh so it's probably and and then we saw the news that it, it, the show and the season three had wrapped hmm. um but it's, a good, it's a good interview i definitely recommend going to to watch it i mean it's you know will will wheaton does a great job interviewing and uh obviously it's his you know mentor and captain and friend and um you know, so there, you know, there was a nice uh, camaraderie there between sure. them. And, you know, and, and Patrick Stewart is a great interview. So, uh, you know, interviewee, interviewee. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, that was what kind of came to mind for me. But uh, and then, of course, today they or yesterday or today, whenever they said they wrapped it. So wrap the series so 
yeah, I was kind of holding out hope that they'd kind of leave it open-ended and see how it goes and then maybe like throw some more money at him and bring him back. Um, but uh, yeah, that does seem, does sound pretty final, final. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did some sort of spinoff with some of the characters. Like I would yeah. watch, I would watch a spinoff with Jerry Ryan, you know? Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a lot to cultivate with her character. And honestly, a lot of the characters probably more to do. So if they want to yeah, do some absolutely. sort of, you know, secondary show with those characters, I'm I'm game. Yeah, I would be too. I, I, I like being in 2401. So um, as we'll talk about. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much, you know, there's a few other, you know, tidbits of news here, or there, but those are the big things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I'm, I think there are some other news items, but I'm not going to bother. I don't think they're that important. Yeah. So. I don't think we need to. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So why don't we get into the most recent discovery episode? And then we're going to then retread some of the discussion that we started last week, which was talk about the season premiere of Star Trek Picard. We're not going to talk about episode two of season two, even though we watched it, because you need to watch it again. Because it's yeah, it's like yeah, it's memory just, it's at too, this point. Yeah, it's it's murky, and um, it actually comes out tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday night, per usual, per our usual right. schedule. So, um, yeah, so I think it'll just be better to watch it fresh and uh, see it because, yeah. It was kind of, yeah, there, there was a lot going on and I really enjoyed it, but I, I want to watch it again. And yeah, pick, we might like, I might have a little bit of thoughts that spill over into episode two, but we'll sure, save sure, sure, the bulk sure, of sure. episode two discussion for our next yes. podcast. Yes, but uh, sure. Let's talk a little bit about Discovery's latest episode. Yes. So season four, episode 11. Yes. Episode 11. 11. Yeah. Episode Rosetta. 11. Cool. Oh, that's my head. There must be something pretty darn interesting in there to upstage Klingon warriors. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just thinking about Commander Detmer. Oh, I see. When Gray's away. Okay, no, not like that. I I just uh, sometimes wish that I could be a little bit more like her. Confident. And, um, you know, able to go on a mission without worrying about all of the ways that I could screw it up. I think it's pretty safe to assume that everyone, no matter what calm veneer they present, it's kind of a mess. I've just never seen her flinch. You know, she's always really got it together. Ask her how she was after we flew out of a wormhole and crashed. No one's always okay, kid. It takes a hell of a lot of strength to admit when you're not. Which, I guess, makes Detmer, in fact, the shit. (laughs) If you admire her so much, why don't you get to know her? Have you ever had a conversation? Not like just us in the same... I I wouldn't really know (laughs) how to start that. Pro tip. Don't start with, I want to be you. It's kind of creepy. You'll figure it out. All right. So, Mike, what did you think 
of Rosetta? Um, you know, first thought is that this is the slow road to t the species 10C that <laughs> uh, we've ever so gotten. Fucking slow. I'm like, it's like dragging. I yeah. I, mean, yeah, I was really. I'll be. Honest, I was really bored in this episode. It's not like it, it. It didn't have its merits, but I was like, wow. It's like really dragging. This and was like, a heavy CG episode too. So like they're in the room, in their like, in their three. You know, their. I don't know how many degrees it is. Their new LED studio yes, or whatever. whatever. Call it. And, what do they call it? Uh, I know we're talking about the Disney screen. <laughs> the the yeah. one that the Disney Pioneer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the LED screen. Um, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. I, you know, it's their big, you know, yeah. Their big studio. And um, with, you know, surrounded LED screens that they can project mm -hmm. things onto and, and sure. make it seem real and all of that and i had i really struggled with getting the feel of where the planet and it just felt overly cg this week and it did feel very uh, cg to me yeah you know and, and the the nature of the planet and what they experienced on the planet was very mental and uh, you know like reflections and in their minds in a lot of ways and so mm -hmm. it was really hard to kind of grasp what was going on uh so it was you know kind of yeah it was slow in that respect it was just you know it wasn't you know it wasn't uh so straightforward uh to kind of yeah, you know eventually also... they get there they get yeah. there when they figured out that it's a nursery or where they're where they are as a nursery and that piece of it but you know quite you know by that time that to be honest you know i'm i'm i was meh about it i was bored with it i wasn't mm. engaged because it was just too ethereal it was just too too um you know yeah it was just too much too much i think it's just i think again the issue with my my issue with the season in general is that we're getting information on species 10c in like little bits and pieces like we're getting yes. some crumbs and yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, it's wrong. It's actually not. This is not what you know. It's not what we thought it was. Or like, and it's it's just dragging. I, I I'm not. I think there were some reveals about species ten C about, for example, that they are they originally on a gas giant. So that's very different than what we've seen. And it looks like they're like really big. They're they're really big. Yeah, um, they're which I think so is like, a little yeah. bit different than what we've seen when it mm -hmm. comes to like sentient species in Star Trek, usually they're humanoid and they have like plastic on their faces or the most, uh, the most alien that we usually get might be like a four seven two, you know, they're like tripeds or whatever, yeah. but yeah. this, they're like, if they lived in a gas giant, maybe they're just like, you know, big and floaty, you know, they're just like floating through the gas giant. And it looks like based mm -hmm. upon the skeleton they found, like, you know, they're they're large, you know, so I think that that is interesting. But I don't know. It's just like so slow, like, oh, they we can communicate them, communicate with them through feelings. I'm like, great, more feelings for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> more feelings, because we don't get enough of that on this show. And of course, we can 
communicate with them through feelings. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> great. Yeah. Or, you know, um, I mean, I have like sciencey, dubious questions. It's like, I'm like, okay, like they're so biologically different. What's the likelihood that some sort of pheromone or chemical can trigger the same kind of emotional response? Like, you know, I'm like, it's like, yeah, like with an with a hormone like that triggers an emotional response in an ant trigger an emotional response in us. Like it's it's like that kind of like no, like you know, like it's just like sure, but they need to find some sort of common ground somehow. And of course they need to root it in emotions because that's what the show is about. So yeah, it it was fine. Like I'm glad that um what's her face? Detmer <laughs> got some oh, yeah. got some screen could... time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did too. You know, yep. there's a little bit of that for you know for her, for her which is yeah. great. Good for her. Yeah. It felt a little bit more organic than you know what we've gotten with some of the other tortured cast members this season. Yep. Yeah. This one, and, yeah, this one did yeah. feel more organic, you know, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I liked having her on the planet. I liked her being the only one that wasn't affected by these spores, for lack of a better word. I don't know, hormones, whatever they are. Like, yeah, they got into the, the other Hydrocarbon, suits. whatever, that's what they were saying. Yeah, it would have been, you know, it would have been nice for her to have to kind of take a little bit more of a command role in that sense and kind of, you know, then she she did uh well, she was just like it just so happened that she wasn't affected you know it was by accident basically yeah so so i mean yeah i mean it was great to see her have some screen time and then uh then we have some drama back on the ship while everyone's waiting uh you right. know there's the there's a couple of things going on there's a delegate thing going on Right. Which, you know, is uh, not that exciting. And then there's the Tarka and Book get on the Discovery, which... Oh, my God. Can I complain about that for 10 if, minutes? If, if your complaint <laughs> includes convoluted and... Um... Well, it was just... So it was... My, my problem with this whole thing is that we're basically just repeating things we've done before you know we're treading old ground here because they're basically back where they're kind of trying to do their own thing and trying to subvert what the federation is trying to do it's like back to that you know back to like four episodes ago and i'm just like why are we going back to the same same situation and i guarantee you the same thing is going to happen in either the next episode or the finale where tarka and Tarka or Tarka and Book are going to fuck things up. Like, maybe they're going to, you know, maybe Michael and crew gets to a point with Species 10C where they're about to make a breakthrough. And then Tarka, like, does something and blows things up or, you know, shit hits the fan. And then, you know, I'm going to, I'm sure we're going to visit these tropes. And then Michael needs to save the day and then, like, you know, fix everything. Like, it's what's going to happen. And it's gonna, yeah. you know, just sort of, you, you can see it coming, you know? And that's what's just really frustrating. And I'm just like, why doesn't Book come to Michael and crew and be like, we're here, you know, we're here to help you. Why don't we go, obviously Tarka screw things up, but why don't we go back to, look, you guys, because the books basically agreed to whatever the Earth 
delegate says, like, you know, let's try diplomacy first. And if not, let's go to some sort of backup plan where violence is the answer, you know? Like, but why don't we just, why doesn't Book go to Michael with the olive branch? Because he can say like, let's go back to our previous plan. You continue on your path. Let's have a backup plan. Because they basically agreed to that already. Like, yes, but Tarka screwed things up, but why don't we revisit that, you know? It's possible. And I just, it's so frustrating to me that Tarka and Book then go into this convoluted thing where they're going to infiltrate the discovery and like ride things. I'm just like, but this is ridiculous. Like, I just like so ridiculous. And you know, it's going to just end up where they're going to screw things up, you know? So it's just so, I'm just so frustrated. I was just so frustrated this whole thing um, because it's just retreading old ground, you know? Um, and I feel they just I didn't, need... I didn't even think of that, to be honest. I didn't even, you know, I, I'm sure I would have eventually picked up on it, but I, I have two thoughts. One, I don't think it's going to end as neatly as, you know, Michael saving the day. I don't, I don't, I just have a feeling that we're not going to, you know, I don't think we're not going to, I mean, maybe, well, if we're revisiting tropes now, well, I'm sure we'll probably revisit tropes later. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I don't I would like the... to see... I would like to see it end differently where maybe it's not as clean and, and all wrapped up as I think they're going to save the day, but it might come at a cost like to what you were, you know, this is what you've been theorizing yeah, what I've said. Season. I think it'll come know, at a cost, gonna... but I do think they're going to save the day. Then what? Hogan, I mean, Navarre and Earth are not going to blow up. Like, you know, they're going to save Earth and Navarre. Like, you know, that's what yeah, they're saying. Yeah. So it may not be, but I don't think it's going to be some sort of like cliffhanger like in the sense that like they're not gonna resolve the tensi shit. Like I can't no more tensi. I'm done. I'm done with it. But maybe they're not yeah, done with I, it. I Who agree, knows? Yeah. Maybe they're not done with it. Oh God. I don't oh, know. I hope so. I hope so. Um yeah, I'm you know I have to go back to something I've said before because it just bothers me. You know, when you're infiltrating a, a ship that is going on this mission the ship would have crew, you know? And... Oh my God. They were like, they went on deck. It was like the whole deck is empty. I'm like, really fascinating. Yeah. Like how convenient yeah. the uh, entire just... deck is empty. Yeah. Like, it just, like it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. And, you know, I, I, I get it. I mean, I understand it's, co you know, it was filmed during COVID and protocols and all that. But at but, some point like... you can only give them so many excuses. Like, you know, COVID only goes. Yeah. So far. Like some, there are some of these like narrative decisions. So I'm like, this is just dumb. You know, it's not COVID cannot. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to bring them on, make it hard for them to, you know, there, there aren't 15 crew members on this ship. This ship has a crew and right. has a lot of crew, you know, like, yeah. So it's just, even if you had to digitally add them in or, you know, have people wear green suits so you could map them in with something later, just do something that would make it feel like a ship, an active ship. It doesn't, it feels empty. It feels, it just like, there's no way that these two, even book knowing the discovery like he does, uh, would be able to get in and be entirely unseen the way yeah, that this just, is. Yeah, that just was so far-fetched to me. Yeah, it's it's like, adjusting details to fit the circumstances instead of, you know, building a story that is, un, you know, that is reasonable and, and, and makes sense and, and makes it a reality rather than this, this feel, you know, there are times, and I don't know why I'm using this analogy, 
but I, there are times where I feel like I'm watching a play and not a science fiction show. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Because you're watching, you're literally watching like a few, few actors at a time. Right. Like it's like watching a play and it just doesn't feel like, you know, if you want to do that, then don't set the, set the, set the show on a, on a starship that should be alive and teeming with people and, you know, uh, action, you know, things should be going on. I mean, the ship sits up there waiting for the captain and, and Saru and all those to, to come back, but the ship still has got to run. It's just not sitting there, you know, and stationed in orbit, just hanging out, doing nothing. Like the ship still needs to run. Uh, and yeah, there's still so a crew. It's, just, it's not, it's just, yeah. and then there's like this, there's these weird pacing issues. Like for example, when, when they're crawling through the Jeffrey's tube and then they spy Reno and Adira have a, and then they have this whole conversation. And then do you remember that? It was, it just felt so weird. I was like, this, this feels very like, they just like literally inserted this. And then, and yeah. then I guess Tarka was like, Ooh, let me, you know, he see the replicator and it's like, Oh, let me like mess up the replicators. I'm like, is this like, weird? Like storytelling? Like, you know, it's just like very, and even the part where they spy um, Tarina and earth ambassador kind of talking, at least they try to weave in like, Oh, book is book is like, Oh, let me talk to like earth girl. You know, so but it still kind of felt very like just, you know, it, it just felt very out of place, like in terms of the the way that the story is unfolding. It's it just I don't know, you know, I and I'm you're giving them a, like a, a lot of passes because of COVID. I just don't think it's good writing. Like I actually think it's like bad writing <laughs> to me. Um, there's ways around it where it can be better, you know. Like I think it's just bad writing to be honest. So, um, yeah. so mean, yeah, I, I don't, know, I, I, I don't know. I'm glad next season is only, it's only 10 episodes. It's going to be a lot, hopefully a lot tighter. We'll see, like, you know, next season will be like, hopefully COVID will have eased up restrictions. And I mean, we see these other shows do it much better, you know? So I, you know, like I feel, and a lot of these shows do film in Canada. So I'm like, they got to, you know, clutch it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, it makes me sad actually. It really to 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 kind of point out these things and just feel it feels empty, and you know, and Star Trek to me shouldn't feel empty. Sure, you know, it uh, it just feels it feels devoid of life in a in a lot of ways, and um, yeah. It's well, just, it's also like I think, and we've seen there are really good Star Trek episodes that are bottle shows and you know like one of our favorite ds9 episodes is waltz which is all you know, kira and one prisoner you know that was almost the whole show yeah but this is yes. so tightly written you know what i mean it's so tightly written and there's so much tension between just two characters for like 40 minutes almost you know yes. you don't even notice that it's just two of them it doesn't matter and i just think that discovery can have tighter writing, you know, mm-hmm. where sure, there might be these issues around COVID, but if it's w- well written, you should notice all these deficiencies. So this is why mm-hmm. I yeah, I just kind of chalk it up to like either sometimes the writing is a little lazy or like it's tropey. Um, 
And yeah, I'm just hoping that they can tighten things up a little bit next season. And yeah, we, we both feel like it's dragging, you know, this 10 C shit is dragging um, because they, they blew things up. Like dragging in episode to- one, you know, in episode one, they blew everything up. All the stakes yeah. were set. And now the stakes have been just, you know, I don't think there have been additional stakes really. It's like a little bit here and there, but it's not like the, the DMA has like really blown up much else. You know, right until what two episodes ago when it's threatening Earth and Navarre, right? So, and when I've been seeing um, that, it's kind of like, oh, okay, it's happening. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, I just feel disappointed. I, you know, I, I, I hate to say that, I just feel disappointed in, yeah. in, in where this is going, and, and the fact that we have two episodes left and we haven't met the big bad. Which, right, you know, if if you're gonna throw all this build up into something, some new species like we're you know we're talking about like these large bones and this you know enormous beings that are living in a gas giant, you know that would be kind of fun to ex- you know explore. It'd be and cool experience. to explore that a little bit more, you know, yeah. and have that yeah. have dedicate more episodes to that. You know, meeting for you know, going through first contact and meeting them, and but I feel it's yeah, you know, be, it comes uh, to yeah, yeah. What's coming to mind for me is just you know, and this is not my, this is not my favorite season of Star Trek, uh, but you know, Enterprise season three focused heavily on the Zindi, mm-hmm. and you really got to know all five species to some you know yeah. to varying extents, mm-hmm. but you really delved into an enemy as well as, you know, explored the crew and their response to having, right. you know, the trauma of Earth being attacked and uh, all of, all that that was doing. And yeah, the, the I agree. effects yeah. of this long journey to get to the Zindi and to find them and try to destroy this weapon like that. And that was what, 26 episodes? 26 was episodes, that? yeah, that's a lot. And, and that was done really well. And we're, we're half of that. And we have barely touched the surface of these aliens. And, uh, you know, if we're and oftentimes in Star Trek, you know, you uh, humanity learns things through their interactions with aliens. And so I feel like this is where we're missing out. We're missing out Mm -hmm. on this experience of meeting a new species of, of you know, of such a different kind than we've potentially ever met before and what that could mean for exploring the human condition, you know, talking about where humanity is and where it needs to go, like doing some really good Star Trek things that teach and teach lessons through analogies and through experiences uh, with aliens. And we're really you know, we're missing that. I, you know, I, well, I don't it's because know they want to do this big reveal. I think that's the problem. They, they are, they're hinging all their bets on how the reveal is going to blow us away a little bit, you know, and I agree, actually, I think that kind of maybe revealing them sooner would have been, would have served the storytelling a little bit more versus trying to like save it until episode 12 or 13. Yeah, it's which is yeah, not really so. it's not really working for me. No, it's not. No, uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm just I feel disappointed, and, and I'm more excited. To be honest, I am more excited about watch rewatching 
penance sure. than I am to watching the penultimate episode of Discovery for this season. And that hurts to say. That really okay. hurts to say. Yeah. Well, you can't have it all. I mean, like, actually, yeah. I mean, I complain a lot about Discovery. I did, you know, as much as I did not love season three, um, I thought season three was better than this season. Like the whole like burn thing, because we, we you know, yeah. we discover what happened, you know, why the burn happened. And I thought that was actually more interesting because we, you know, with Sukal and like, we had to mm -hmm. explore that and kind of figure all that out. Um, Cause we meet Sukal, like, I don't remember like episode nine or something like, you know, like it's not like episode 12, you know, we, we kind of meet him a little bit sooner. And I thought that that, actually brought about some good interesting character development particularly with Saru and all that so um I think it's too bad yeah I I, I look at comparing this season to last season I would take last season I, yeah I, I, I would, would go um which yeah it's just uh it's hard it's hard for me to say that I'm usually really happy and positive about Star Trek and I'm disappointed right now so yeah. um yeah. Well, we can talk about Picard now. <laughs> is there anything? Well, is there yeah. anything else that we need to say about Rosetta? Uh, you know, uh, there. My other only point about this is that they kidnapped Jet Reno. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so I I hope that we have some really good snappy dialogue from her. I also hope they have a good explanation as to why no one has noticed that she's missing. I mean, yeah, or the Zora, why Zora has not up. detected that she's missing. I'm sure they'll have some sort of explanation, like whatever, but it just seems silly to me. Yes, uh, it does. And um, yeah, and that she didn't notify anyone, like basically, Tarka was able to kidnap her before she could, like, he was in, like, he was, like, literally on the floor. Like, what she, she, she had no opportunity to notify anyone, hey, there's an intruder, you know, like, that just seems silly to me, but whatever. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Yes. So I would say the highlights for me were Emily Coots as Detmer, and uh, it's nice to have Tignataro back as Jet Reno. And I still want to throw Tarka out an airlock. And honestly, I totally accepted him at this point, but I think he's not going to go into next season. Like I, I think. I hope not. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, Book is being really stupid, continues to be really stupid. Oh, my God, you're being so stupid. I just, it just bothers me because yeah, it's like it he's making the same too. mistakes as before. Yeah. So he's trusting Tarka way too much. He's not letting, he should be trusting Michael, you know, and putting his trust in Michael. But I, I don't know why he continues to, like, just trust Tarka. It makes no sense, especially after all he's been through. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's I just find it very frustrating. But they're but they have to do this to set up more stakes. This is the issue. Like they're gonna, I'm telling you, they're gonna something's gonna happen where Tarka or Tarka and Book are gonna mess things up. And yeah, it's gonna be high stakes. Whatever. Yeah. So okay. Um, all right. So I think we're done talking about Rosetta. So now we can go back and talk a little bit more about episode one, season two of Picard, The Stargazer. Sorry, some kind of subspace anomaly Starfleet sorted us to investigate. I could use you on this one. Your, your brain, I mean. Well, that's kind of 
kind. Course set, Captain. Dale. Make it so. Mm, the pressure of legacy. It's your own fault, you know. No one told you to accept a command with baggage. All right. Yeah. This is now. Now we can come alive because this is. <laughs> it was a great episode. So it was a great you know, episode. And I'm trying to remember like what we talked about last time. So one thing that I actually really liked about this episode, I mentioned this to you separately, but I don't think I talked about it when we chatted about Picard last um, on our last recording, is that I think one of the things I actually like a lot is that they've kind of just reset a lot of things. Because I think season one of Picard, like, you know, things we, you know, I did not like Rafi. Like Rafi had so much baggage. It got kind of tiring for me. So I was annoyed at Rafi. I didn't like Rafi, how disrespectful she was and kept on calling Picard JL. I was like, bitch, please don't do that. No one does that. You're the only one does that. So disrespectful. And then Gerardi, which who started as a very Tilly like, you know, fun character. Literally, we were both hating her by the end because she was like, you know, not obviously it wasn't all her fault, but she became such a like just a character with so much baggage. She was like just, you know, she murdered someone and she just had so much weight on her. By by the end, she was just like this joyless character, right? And I just like how they kind of reset all of that. You know, Rafi's in Starfleet. She's a commander. You know, like she's like, you know, commander of the Excelsior. She's like much happier. You can tell she's much happier. Yeah, Um, yeah. Gerardi is like, you know, back to her totally like self, jokey, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, obviously there's a little bit with her and Rios, but she's like, whatever, bitch. You know, like she's just like, I feel like, and it's nice to just be back at Starfleet and just be part of Starfleet and not feel so ostracized from Starfleet. Um, which season one was all about kind of being excluded. It was like outsiders, right? But I feel they're all back. Um, it just feels nice. You know, it feels good. And I feel these people are in a better place. Um, obviously, they're in different places. There's still shit that they're trying to figure out. But I think overall, they're just in such a better place than they were in season one. And I feel they're all like kind of set up for success in some ways in the season. You know, it just feels like, it feels fresh. Um, and I think that's one thing that's really working for me right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I love I love being back at Starfleet. I love that it's more the Starfleet that we know versus the Starfleet where, you know, the CIC and Picard didn't get along. Right. And, right. you know, there is all that baggage there. There's a Romulan spy running Starfleet security and... You know, so uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm really happy to be back in in a Starfleet setting that we know and that we can feel comfortable in, and 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 see and see the characters just thriving. I think is is what I what I'm seeing from the. the I love thriving because obviously Picard. The whole setup is like you know he can be doing better or there's more, but at least it's not like miserable and like has 15 years of he hasn't been like holed up as a hermit for 15 years or something which is basically right yeah he wasn't yeah he's you know he's bad he's chancellor of the academy which i think is a great fit for his hit for picard in general uh you know i think 
you know, it's great that Rafi, who really struggled last season and, you know, had a huge fallout from Starfleet, is back. Mm. It's great to see Rios, who also had a huge fallout from Starfleet, also back and in, in command of the Stargazer of all ships. Yeah, that's a little bit like a stretch for me that he would be back in, in a year and a half be captaining a ship. And like, sure, I'll take it. Like, I'm like, it's OK. I don't I don't mind. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot's changed. I think uh, I think that what's nice is that we didn't need to see all the fallout from season one after all that happened. Yes, I, I thought the time you skip. Was, I'm, I was fine with the time skip. I yeah, was, I was okay. too. Um, so there's that. Uh, you know, there's so many little details in this episode when we're talking about Starfleet, like the Excelsior, the Uhura, mm-hmm. the Hikara Sulu. Was it a horror ship? There is. So that article I sent you, they listed all the ships that were at that battle or at that point in time, you know, meeting the Borg ship. And they went through all of the all the different ships names and the classes. Okay, okay. So there are a huge number of callbacks, uh, including the Uhura and um, the Hikara Sulu. There were, you know, a handful of um, sovereign class ships there. There was, you know, there are lunar. Wait, class so ships. I have a question. The Excelsior, did it? Was it? Is it the original? No, or... it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an Excelsior two version. Excelsior two. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw, the I saw the... the little tiny ship, and I was like, it looks the silhouette looks very much like the original, but I, you know, obviously, yes, it does. Over. It does look very much like the original, but its class is the Excelsior two. Okay. okay. Um, so it is, it is the Excelsior. It is yeah. Excelsior. I wasn't sure it was like a refit of the original, which is possible, no, no, but that'd be really old. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. This is a brand new Excelsior two ship, um, okay. which, you know, I think I, and I can't remember, you'll remember the detail that I'm not, but, the the ship from the season finale of Lower Decks, the Archimedes, maybe? Or... Yes, yes, I don't remember. I don't that was remember. a nice looking ship, yeah. and they didn't mm-hmm. actually use that design in in this time frame. But again, that's set 15 years ago-ish mm-hmm. or more. So um, so yeah, it's just a lot of callbacks. So, you know, if you if you're if you haven't watched the three and a half minute, you know, story of the promo about the stargazer and then read the article where they've or been on twitter and seen all of the images of all the ships that they made for this it's it's just really cool so or they brought like back. a lot of the ship designs from star trek online to yeah they a bunch a bunch yeah. from star trek online you know just so there's cool. just a you know a lot of a lot of great callbacks so it's really nice to see starfleet back to yes. what we know i think starfleet. that's definitely a major factor that they're not all on the outside looking in you know um yeah i thought that that really made a huge impact on just the setting obviously but also just how everyone was feeling mm-hmm. it, it it just felt like it felt like star trek you know to me yeah and it was a nice callback to get you know have the stargazer and you know and not the enterprise because the stargazer was picard's first command mm-hmm. you know it was a awesome looking ship there were crew, like I said before, that, you know, <laughs> it felt full and active and, you know, there was energy. Uh, and I love energy. the, you know, I love, um, because they brought Michael Kuda back to help with the design of the bridge of the Star oh, cool. And 
you know, they they totally, I love that they leaned, they're still leaning into the L cars displays. Mm-hmm. And, but then it's like full LED, like these massive LED screens, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it is still the classic, you know, they, they, because they didn't lean into the holographic displays for the Starfleet, you know, the Stargazer Bridge, yep. Starfleet. Yep. Um, they leaned into the traditional flat displays. And I like yep. that they did that. Not that there weren't any holographic it. projections, but honestly, still mostly touchscreen, which, you know, I think yeah. that's one thing that I think we both appreciate. Like, it's like still very tactile, right? Like the fact that yes. these displays and these touchpads are all tactile versus like, you know, the full in the air. Um, it's just very which classic is, yeah. Starfleet design. Yeah. The only time they did that was when Girardi was looking at the sound waves from yes, the, but the, for the mo- uh, yes. Other than that, for the most part, everything but was it totally looked 2D. It all fit, fit in nicely. And, uh, and, and referring back again to Picard, uh, to Patrick Stewart and Will Wheaton's interview, they talk about the bridge of the stargazer and it's huge, he says, and he wishes that they could preserve the bridge and have, fans go and experience it mm. he said it was that amazing oh cool. um so uh i mean it's beautiful and, and we'll, except for the steps i think the only or complaint was like the yeah steps. the only thing is the steps but you know it's but still other, a beautiful yeah. bridge and uh you know it's a beautiful ship uh you know even the 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 exterior of what they did with it and how it looks and just amazing so i you know I think that's great. And I, it sounds like based upon that since. And that's one thing I, you know, I think that's one complaint that you and I kind of had about the 32nd, 32nd century ships is that they all look very like the exteriors all look very like this, like silvery look, like, you know, the Voyager, the USS Nog, whatever, like they're cool, but like they all have this like very just similar look. And we haven't even really seen too much of the interior designs. Um, yeah, we haven't at, at all, all, really. Um, so it was just really nice to kind of see the slow pan of the Stargazer and see all those yes. details, which yeah. I think you know we were all also we're we're also missing discovery, like because they literally like the series all have this like silvery silvery like, I don't know, programmable matter kind of exterior. It's just like, it's yes, kind of, like they yeah, kind of all kind all, of look dry, you know? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it feels like a very sanitary future, right? Yes. Uh, yes. And, and I get that they're trying to make it even more futuristic because it's 800, 800, 600, 800 years, 800 years in, in the future from Picard. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, the the future then and, and a lot of holo- holographic displays which makes sense you know for that time period but it's just great to be back on a bridge like you said with led screens and like screens and just things that looked you know advanced but not um not without not out of the realm of possibility right and not so far removed from the like the tng dsn era because it's only like 20 years post so it's not you know it shouldn't be so crazy and yeah. it's still very reminiscent of that, which yep. I, I like. Yeah, and it looks great that, you know, the co- and I like the color scheme. I like the, the reds. I like the reds that they're using, which is very like first contact Enterprise E bridge reds and that sort of, you know, it, it's not the yellow and the, um, 
yellow and the what's the other color that they used in all the original L cars? The light blues and light greens. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, a lot of yellow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of red and it's a lot of dark brown. You know, dark colors, which I I kind of like the difference there, the evolution yeah. there. So, yeah, I you know I thought that that was really great. Um, and speaking yeah, of I, resetting things. I don't know. Oh, yes. We talked about this at the end of Picard season one, because I think you and I were kind of debating what season two, what the fallout of Picard being in an Android body, like how much oh, yeah. of that would be a fallout in season two. And it really sounds like based upon what at least I've read, they're trying to like basically just brush past it. They're, they're not making. Yeah, anything. I think Q is the only person that made any mention of it, like of his body. And then Gerardia uh, was like, oh, you look absolutely positronic. I don't know oh, yeah, mind. yeah. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, those are but the only it. two things. Yeah. And Which it's great. kind of I like, and I, I think that there were, I, I read this interview with Patrick Stewart because someone was asking him about that. And he was like, oh, yeah, like that's kind of actually irritating. Like the whole like Android body decision. He was just like, whatever. <laughs> it, it's just like kind of interesting that um, because it made such a big deal out of it. And then it's like, whatever, it's done. So I don't yeah, know. I think we've, about you know, we've moved on. We've moved on from, from that storyline. I think it, you they've know. definitely they have definitely moved on. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm, I'm yeah, I, I didn't, I barely thought about it. I think the, the two times, like the positronic comment from Girardi. And the uh, Q comment was really the only times I even thought about it. The Q comment so, happens in episode two. So you do remember some stuff. No, oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just, it, it was a strong start. And I loved, uh, I loved the, um, the way that it, that it ends and then resets. And like, that was very Q-ish. That was very like, um not best of both worlds but um what am i trying to think of even even uh encountered farpoint or all good things that kind of all re you know i don't know i just got a lot of next gen vibes from this episode mm -hmm. and uh i also thought that the music was phenomenal so i really enjoyed and i, I mentioned this on discovering trek you know i i give a huge shout out to jeff russo for the theme not that the, the theme is different and i like it but there's Fine. a lot of next generation music throughout the the show i didn't even notice uh, that yeah that was a big that. you know i picked up on this little subtle just subtle themes underneath all of the action and and oh. things happening and and it felt very next generation and one of my complaints about music for this era of star trek is that it's not quite as memorable it's not quite as um not haunt, well in some cases haunting but it's just very i just you know growing up i really loved collecting the the mm -hmm. the cds of the the music like that was a big right. deal when they put out a new music and it was just very it's it not as catchy very, it's not it's not very catchy yeah. in any way yeah and, and and i felt like you could kind of you could feel and hear those those undertones in the music and it sure. just it was great so i really enjoyed um i really enjoyed that uh piece of the episode as well and um you know so now we're in this at the end of the episode we end up you know in this alternate timeline and uh i think that 
one of the other things I really liked too was, uh, and I've watched it. I mean, it's a pretty popular moment, but uh, you know, and we've talked about it on this show many times for like CG work for actors and making them look younger or whatnot. Uh, you know, again, something that Star Wars has uh, slowly evolved and been getting better at. Yeah, but Star Wars has gotten this... better at it, especially with Boba Fett. And I mean, we yes. had a whole episode with, um, you know, basically Mark Hamill, like young. Yes, yes, and yes. And yes. it looked good. And he was like in a yeah. lot of scenes. It wasn't just yeah. like five seconds. Literally, he was like in the whole, it was like an entire episode. It was like him and Grogu. And they actually did a decent job. Like I, I didn't yeah, really, I was never really job, taking yeah. that moment. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Data in season one of Picard was, I, I thought was terrible. Like I didn't, I was totally distracted every time we saw. Yeah, they Data. weren't, they didn't do any real, a lot of CG work with, with making him look younger in those scenes. Or it was but, like bad uh, CG work. Fortunately with Q, looked, it was literally just like three seconds. Like Right, but it looked, it looked uh, fine. It looked, it yeah. looked amazing. Like it looked real. It looked real and amazing. And, and his haircut was, really was like, yeah, same, the same as what we've seen yeah. before with you. So, yeah, that so was. I fine. thought it was. I, I thought it was really, really. But good. it does yeah. help, honestly, that John Delancey has aged well because I'm like, uh, he looks oh, great. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, he does look great older. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't as like distracting as well. But yeah, I think, I think that you know it's. It's great having Q back. He feels he feels the same, same kind of snarky. Yeah. His his voice sounds the same. You can you know his intonations yep. is all the same. So yeah, um, and and I love how angry Picard gets with him. Like we 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 saw it a little bit in Next Generation, right? But this time you really see, and you know, hence the benefits of twenty years later and television being different, and you could swear and things like that, especially on streaming. Right. You know, the anger that Picard has just feels so visceral and real. And at the end of the episode, like, what did you do? And but one thing, swear. okay, so one thing. This is episode two. One thing that really was shocking to me was when Q hit him, like, just slapped him. And oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that felt very, and you can probably chalk that up to kind of his cue, like, not well, because Picard was like, and we've gotten hints that there's something bigger at stake with Q, right? Like, with interviews and such. But even Picard was like, yeah, something's off of Q. So you can blame on that. But I just thought that, because Q never got physical with any, you know, with anyone. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So I thought yeah, that was, just, that, that, I was like, whoa, this is, that's like really odd. But maybe it is because, it's, you know, something's wrong with him. Yeah, possibly. He's, so, he's uh, but that was that was um, a little distracting to me because that felt out of character. But maybe that's on purpose. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I'm glad. How I was really happy how the Stargazer episode, the episode, not the ship, but the episode, uh, brought the crew back together. I felt like in a fairly authentic, like you know, not too bad of a, a way for the most part. Obviously, Soji is left behind on Delta. Um, so, you know, I, wa- I wonder how she's going to fit into the season yeah. later on. Uh, but, you know, we have Rafi and uh, Elnor on the Excelsior there. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, Girardi, Rios, Picard, and um, Seven on the Stargazer. And... Um, 
you know, the other thing we really haven't talked about is uh, that I really loved was just having Ganon back. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last episode. It was it was good, but you know, I I think I mentioned this. It, you know, I, I felt Whoopi Goldberg felt more like Whoopi Goldberg than Guinan. And it was it felt more like Whoopi Goldberg talking to Patrick Stewart versus Guinan talking to Jean-Luc Picard. But you know, I, I was I was I don't know. I felt I felt that was good. I felt that it was Guinan and Picard. Yeah, it was you know, maybe a little bit of that, but uh, I think it felt yeah, I wanted more. I definitely wanted more. So I'm I want to more. I, I, I just also find it, and we talked a little bit about this as well. Like this, you know, obviously we're getting hints that you know Picard had, you know, Picard's the way he is because of trauma. But I'm just kind of, I, it was just, it's very surprising to me that it's that he couldn't even tell Guinan, you know, like that because Guinan was straight up asking him, "Well, what is it that you can't say?" and Picard literally just could not spit it out. And you could tell that he wanted to share something, but he couldn't. And I know Picard, the part we know is very private and he's very reserved, but he's like 95 years old. And this is still something that he hasn't grappled with or shared is kind of, that's a little bit unbelievable to me, but we'll see. I mean, you know, trauma. Um, I think there was, there was this interview um, where they were talking about that. And, you know, they, they basically said that it was something along the lines of how, you know, the present that you live in sometimes is your past because it's just like you live in that and you, and it just stays with you. And I think, um, that's actually an interview with Akiva Goldsmith. Oh, was it? Okay. I like, uh, it was part of, it was part of, uh, part of the ready room that I think you saw you, they probably broke out and posted the clip. I think they probably just. There's a transcript of it. Yeah, so basically what he says is that the only way that humans time travel now in, yes, in today's yes. day is when you're stuck in the past at some point. We all have some moment of trauma that that sort of holds us, and that's sort of our time traveling is going back to that moment. And, and that's also interesting. Um, I, 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 yeah, really like that, I mean, I instantly thought of what the what you know, what moment I'm I'm stuck in necessarily yeah. so it's um yeah i thought that so... was like beautifully said um i really yeah. like that a lot and yeah. but it is just kind of it, you know i i think some people are complaining that it's like retconning i don't think it's retconning but at the same time i just find it a little bit unbelievable that he's never like kind of like dealt with it or shared it well and anybody. so so i mean i think i think you get a little more context if you watch the interview with with patrick stewart and will wheaton um, okay. Not that context, but there's also this idea that children are an unreliable narrator for, for the most part. Like the I I forget how he answered it, but the question was, you know, are we going to explore? I forget how Will put it, but children are often an unreliable narrator. Okay. In the sense of you know, or like memory for, is not like reliable. Yeah, your memory isn't you know isn't what it you know, what actually happened. Your 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 mm. childhood has a different perception. The child version of you has a different perception of events than you mm. do looking back at it now. And um I I don't know. It just made made a lot more sense to me. And I, I think that, you know, and also I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think, you know, Patrick even left the seed of doubt that this actually happened. Oh, interesting. 
So hmm. there's that question of, of whether it does or not. So I don't know if that means like, you know, when he said that, does that mean like, oh, it happened in this timeline, but not on this time? You know, like, is it a crossing of timelines? Oh, is it, um, is it just something that that happened that he put together, or did it never happen that way? Who knows? But uh, so mm -hmm. I think there's more to come on that. So yeah, I mean, like, we're obviously not... being set up with the idea that Picard's alone for a reason, right? There and yes, there's something like we don't quite know. Obviously, we caught like you know, it's like half a second of a glimpse of maybe yeah. something traumatic happening, but we're, we don't know very little. Um, so I'd hope that there's, um, you know, I hope that there's some sort of like rational, like explanation for why he, you know, why he is for this entire time that we've known him. Because I was, I was talking to a coworker about this um, because I do have a coworker that watches Star Trek. And I was like, yeah, you know, that moment in generations when, you know, he learns that his brother Renee died and he's talking to Deanna and he's like, yeah, there's going to be no more cars. I was like, bitch, you can have children. I don't understand. You know, like it's not it's not like that option is close to you, but he made a sound in Generations so final that that he's the last. And he says it in when he addresses the um, what addresses yeah. the cadets. He was like, you know, I'm the last Picard. And it yeah. did bring me back to the moment generations where, like, yeah, he is glass of carpet. It's of his choosing. It's like, you know, it, there's no reason why he can't have children and he's had the opportunity, but it's like, why? Why he's just chosen to not have a family and why has he chosen for his line to end with him? And yeah. I always thought that that was an odd moment in generations. I don't know if that ever struck you as weird, um, but I was just like, why, you know, I don't, I never understood. Um, so I, do I think, think they, I have a different perspective on age now than, you know, just on like being older than when Generations came out. Like I still feel mm -hmm. young and the possibilities and obviously, you know, Dennis and I are adopting. So we're you know, where it's not our our genetic, but we're we are creating the next generation of Thurlow's and and, you know, mm -hmm. Zydes and, you know, that that's possible even in later later stages of life. You know, we're both in our 40s. So. You know, it's just, um, yeah, I think I, you know, I look at that differently, but back then I think, yeah, he, he's old, you know, yeah, he's but old, you, of course you, that makes about, sense. You know, like men are virile until like basically the end, like, you know, like, they, yeah, yeah, they, sure. Yeah. You know, like there's, it's not, they, men don't go through the same kind of menopause that women do, like, you know, from a right, biological yeah. standpoint. So if he wanted, he could have children. He could have family. Um, yeah. So I thought, just I always thought decision. that was a little he's, weird. You yeah. know, I mean, he's made the decision not to for whatever reason. And, yeah. yeah, but maybe, maybe that's yeah. something that they're trying. That's what they, I think they're trying to cultivate. It's like, why? Why, you know, is yeah. that the case? And I hope we get something that is genuine and not like weird, timey, whiny, like alternate universe. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I hope we get something that is kind of genuine to his character that builds on it you know that builds on who he is and gives us a little bit more insight into him as a person um yeah i mean based so. upon what we've seen these first two episodes and i know we're not talking about this but this is a really well written opening two episodes yeah no i'm i'm really so, liking it so far um oh, I, yeah, I had very I few complaints my only complaints was like oh they kind of discarded the stuff that i didn't really love anyway so i'm actually okay with it like <laughs> you know yeah. um and then since it has been a week since the premiere, 
one thing that we kind of touched on, but there have been more rumors flying around, is the identity of the Boar Queen, the one that bores the Stargazer. Oh, yeah. And people yeah. are like, is it Picard's mom? I'm like, oh my God, that'd be weird. Like, if if it was Picard's mom, because you get the... That's actually what I think it was, and then I... Uh... That was my, that's my prediction, but, um, really, you think that that hearing like, so yeah, she would be but, like over, like, she would be like a hundred and like 30 years old, which I guess is possible. Yeah, like, no, I, you know, I, I, or whatever. I, but, I made that prediction and then some other people made theirs after the fact. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I, I'm not so sure that it is, uh, his mother, but or they could I think, be. You know, I, I think we're could, meant to believe. Has think it his is memories, so they know they know his memories. So they could yeah. be manipulating him. Yep. I think that could be very likely. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're gonna learn who that is until the end of the season, possibly. Um, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you know. So I think that we're just gonna have to wait, and there's gonna be rampant speculation. But I, I, I no longer believe that my prediction that that's his mom is is going to be happening but yeah um, i i think that'd be weird I, I don't think that that would be the reveal um but i just thought that it was because i was confused because i remember asking you i was like what did she say did she say look up because i thought that's what she said and i was like yeah that's odd that's out of left field um yeah. and the only connection yeah. there was to what his mother said so right. to him when he was a kid so yeah, i was I like think I think you're supposed to make that sort of connection and then think about it and then more will be revealed, but I'm not, you know, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm along for the ride. I, I am, uh, you know, I will ride or die with Admiral Picard and Captain Rios. Um, and my I, hope I'm, is that by the end of the season, Picard decides to like let love in. And in season three, he reunites with Beverly Crusher. Like that's that's what I want. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I you know I I I wasn't I was a little bit shocked, but on first watching of the Laris and uh, Jean Luc uh, kind of uh, dynamic, but I, it's growing on me. And oh, it's not I love, growing on me. It's it's definitely oh, yeah. it definitely shocked me, and it still is not. I'm still not. No, I, I'm much I'm more still shipping with him it. and Beverly. No, yeah, I, I, w I was in that boat and I, I've come around. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Orla Brady fan. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's just a wonderful actress. And uh, so, yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. So we'll see. I mean, what I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited okay to it. see if where this goes. Go in that direction, but I'm still, I want Beverly back. <laughs> You wouldn't be will. disappointed if Beverly came back. I would love Kate Smith to come back. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed. No. Um. I just. I. You know. I don't know that if that's gonna happen. But. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen. But if it did, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm hoping that season three we get everyone back. Like we get like, the entire crew back. I know, and I would love Will Wheaton to make an appearance too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would love that as well. I would, um, you know, it, it's pretty clear that Q is going to be a part of season three, even though he let that John Delancey let that slip like yeah, I was, a year ago. I'm so kind of curious uh, about that. If that is actually the case, like, or if it was a red herring, but 
I don't know. We'll have to wait until season three, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, lots of, uh, I, I, yes, I, I feel better now talking about Picard. <laughs> so uh, I, I think this is a great place to end for this week. All right, cool. Um, well, Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Fansets? Sure. Uh, Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. And uh, we love the guys over at, at Fansets. And they have just released last week some some new pins. They came out a little bit past the, the beginning of the, the month. But you do have the title pins for Lower Decks and Picard. Uh, that you can now get and uh yeah if you head on over to fansets put a bunch of pins in your your uh cart you know there's the deltas done right there are the micro crew pins um there's so many great things over there and uh it's not just star trek it's harry potter it's scooby-doo it's rick and morty it's a bunch of other uh great properties as well so head on over to Fansets, put a bunch of pins in your cart. And if you buy more than $30 in the US, you're gonna get free shipping. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, all one word, you will save an additional 10% off your order. And we wanna thank the our friends over at Fansets for being our sponsor and the sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. Um... So I think that does it for this episode. If you all want to reach out to us, you can reach us on social media and email. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at DeepSpacePride, or you can email us at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. And one additional plug that I will do, because we never do it, and I think that we should, and you and I should probably do this moving forward, is we would also love for our listeners, all three of you, to leave us reviews um, on your platform of choice um, because that does help the algorithm in terms of how we will come up in searches and stuff when it, you know, if someone was to search for a Star Trek podcast, um, it does help the algorithm if we have great five-star reviews. So if you like this podcast, uh, definitely leave us a positive review. If you don't like this podcast, then you know you can email us instead and give us positive feedback, slash constructive feedback rather, and um, we'll maybe listen to you. Uh, but yeah, if you if you enjoy listening to us ramble on and on about Star Trek, we'd love to see that in our review somewhere. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's a great point. So thanks. Yeah, thanks in advance for leaving us uh, some five star reviews. We'd appreciate it. Cool. All right. Anything else, Mike? No, I think that's that. Let's put a pin in it. Let's call it a day. And uh, yeah, uh, new Star Trek tomorrow. Well, well, at least one episode, not two. One episode of it is new. Yes. But uh, yes, I'm I'm anxious to watch Penance again, too. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.
Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.